Welcome to the Legacy of Legends, a Dynasty podcast. Join the Legacy of Legends team as we talk about the ins and outs of fantasy football, specifically from a Dynasty perspective. Our purpose is to help you make the moves to leave your mark and establish a legacy in your Dynasty League. And welcome. My name is BJ Kent, and I'm welcomed in once again by Stephen Debo Deaton. What's up, Stephen? What's going on, man? How are you? Doing good. I know you were just saying that your day's been super busy today, man. Man, super busy. Uh, of course, school's in session. Basketball practice is kicking up. Uh, we had volleyball game tonight, and I was a I was a flag uh, flag runner, I guess, uh, out there. I don't even know what you call them, but I, I have to stand <laughs> out there and, and hold the flag up if it's out, hold the flag down if it's in. So it's just been a busy, busy day. Oh, man, good old coaching duties, you know. Yep, love it, love it. <laughs> and it's been the same with us, man. We've been busy at work, and then coming home with the with the three kids and stuff. It's always something. And so uh, I know we're recording this right now during halftime of Thursday night football, and I really hope that the second half is more exciting than the first, uh, because I know that I think it's the Chargers ten, Chiefs seven right now. And besides Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, the only people who score touchdown is two players that I doubt anybody ever started. Yep. Uh, yep, yep. So with week one behind us, Stephen, uh, how's your dynasty leagues looking right now, man? Uh, I was I went I went six and five in dynasty this this week, and you know I'm okay with it. I'm not happy with it because, uh, as we stated in a previous podcast, I, I think I'm a contender in about nine um, of my eleven. So six and five was just mediocre for me this week. Uh, I, at the end of the day, it's week one, and I'm okay with it. We had yeah. some injuries and some different circumstances this, you know, in week one. Uh, I look to bounce back next week, and I hope to go eight and three or so. So that's that's kind of where I'm at on it. Uh, one and three in redraft. Um, redraft's just not my thing anymore. Just I lost my, I've lost all of my touch hey. in redraft almost. <laughs> I get it, man. Uh, redraft, I'm sitting two and zero. Oh. Uh, the reason being though is because I went wide receiver heavy in the drafts and ended up getting uh, Stephon Diggs in one league and Jamar or. Uh, Crap, who was it? Justin Jefferson in the other. And so I'm sitting pretty there. Uh, Dynasty, though, I'm four and four. One of those being a rebuild, so I don't really count it, but I'm still counting in this record. Uh, I will say this, though, something that really upset me. Uh, In week one, out of those four games that I lost minus the rebuild, so the three other matchups, I lost by a total of seven points, man. That's tough. tough. Yeah, like one of my matchups I lost by .14, and that one about killed me. Um, I lost it to somebody that literally didn't do any moves in the Austin season. I don't think they've made a move since they came into the league, and it's just it, – it hurt. It's like losing to Matt Carr. It just sucks, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> Shout out, <laughs> Sorry, Matt. Sorry, Matt. Shout out, Matt. <laughs> um, no, I, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. I, I, I was in a 12-team league. All of my leagues – all of my dynasty leagues are 12-team, by the way. But uh, – <clears throat> And I was the second highest score in the whole league and lost, you know, so that's, that's oh, kind of yeah, how, tough. that's kind of how, that's kind of how my week went, felt like week one. So I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, like I said, so, some circumstances and some injuries, but I look to bounce back week two. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so what I like to do on these weekly recaps is basically just talk about some of our top performers of the week with week one, and then also some of our top disappointments. Um, and so with this being said, let's just kind of walk through some of our top performers. Uh, week one was one to where the studs performed. The people who are duds did not. Uh, so the, quarter, the quarterback position, your top five last week, was Patrick Mahomes at one, Josh Allen at two, Carson Wentz at three, Justin Herbert at four, and Lamar Jackson at five. Uh, Steven, I know if you're like me, man, you did not see Carson Wentz coming out and throwing some, some darts in week one. 
four touchdowns with his brand new team week one. I, you know, I like it for him. Uh, is it sustainable? We'll see. But, you know, it, it's definitely a nice start for him week one. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about one of his players here a little bit with our sneaky flex of the week. So we'll just say that till later. Uh, running back position, Saquon Barkley, your guy we talked about last week, came in mm-hmm. at running back one overall. And yep. then you had Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Kareem Hunt, and Cordero Patterson. I know with me, Stephen, I watched that game with Saquon, and it looks like the guy's back. Uh, I hope I hope they keep using him as they did. I know he broke off one massive run, I think like 65 yards. And he just – he looked like a Saquon of old. And so if you yes. bought him in Dynasty for cheap, man, good for you. Yeah, I thought he looked very, very explosive. I, you know, last year – I saw him do that one time. I saw him have one explosive play last year, and it was against the Saints. Yep. Um, and and that was it for me last year. Now, new coaches, new regime, you know, hopefully new offense. Hopefully they understand what they have in Barkley, and they use him. You know, I mean, us as fantasy, fantasy managers and owners, we want them to use the studs the way they should be used. And we all think Barkley's a stud. I know last week he was in my, uh, like you said, in my lineup of guys that I love and that could bounce back. Uh, mightily and for this year and the rest of you know dynasty moving forward so Barkley man looked great absolutely man I know I've got him in about four dynasty leagues and I'm happy in all four of them right now uh wide receiver position is one that turned out exactly how we thought it would turn out you had Justin Jefferson at one Cooper Cup at two Devontae Adams at three Jamar Chase at four and Stephon Diggs at five uh, I know if you're like me, a couple of leagues I went wide receiver heavy and then kind of took a little break at running back. I know you did the same in one of your redraft leagues. Uh, for those who drafted wide receivers in that first round, I imagine that their week ones turned out pretty okay. And so I imagine they're pretty happy with the return they got. Yes, I think so. Those top receivers, man, they are just continuing to show out. You know, those top dynasty receivers, Justin Jefferson, picking right back up where he left off. Jamar Chase, as much hate as I gave him last week, picked right back up where he left off. Um, so there's some, uh, um, you know, they, they looked well. And uh, so, yeah, happy for happy for you if you uh, were smart enough and savvy enough to get some of those receivers over running backs in some of your redrafts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, the tight end position is one that was kind of, uh, I guess, out of whack last week. You had Travis Kelsey coming at the tight end one. Uh, Patrick Holmes seemed to just, you know, throw target him pretty much over everybody. That's but a then, shocker. Yeah, exactly. Then the tight end two, you had O.J. Howard, I think, with what, two receptions, two touchdowns? Two receptions, uh, two touchdowns. That'll get it done every time. Man, you know. And then tight end three was your boy Taysom Hill. And then Gerald Everett at four, Will Disley at five. Um, out of this whole list, Stephen, the quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receivers, and the tight ends, which player are you most impressed with? I got my most impressed with um, as a tie, and I won't go into it too deep with both players, but but Devontae Adams and Saquon Barkley. And I know we just talked about Barkley, so I'm not going to go back down that road, but Devontae Adams for me, man, 17 targets, mm-hmm. 17 targets, 141 yards, and a touchdown, and uh, man, for him to for him to pick back up with a brand new quarterback, uh, brand new team, and just look like Aaron Rodgers is out there throwing him the ball. He's elite, man. He is elite. Everybody's probably sleeping on him a little bit, thinking that he don't have Rodgers anymore. But I think he showed that he might be the most important piece of that Rodgers Devontae Adams duo. And uh, him and Carr looked great together, man. So my most impressed with was him being on a new team and having those type of numbers week one. Absolutely, man. I know Adams looked fantastic. There was a, a route of his that went viral on Twitter over the weekend. Uh, I'm sure that you saw it where he just left the cornerback spinning all over the place. 
and yeah, I agree. I think uh, you know, with Rogers take, I think with him, he's had that elite weapon, and he's shown as well that he can do it with pretty much scrub wide receivers. Now I know week one, uh, he didn't have a good week, but I imagine he's going to bounce back here in the next couple weeks. Uh, I know it doesn't help whenever Christian Watson drops a pretty much walk in touchdown. Um, well, that ball could have been a little better. It could have been in a better, better, better place. Yeah, it could have landed in his hand. Uh, yeah. Oh wait, <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think the player that I was most impressed with. I know it's kind of a chalk take, man, but Justin Jefferson, uh, dude, came out in the off season and just man, he he was talking that talk, saying that he's going to be the best wide receiver in the game at the end of the season. And if Week One was any indication with that new offensive coordinator, then good for him. Uh, I know for me, I watched a little bit of that game on Red Zone, and it seemed like every single play that he got the ball, he was wide open. Like there wasn't people 15 yards from him. And so for me, I expect him to be right up there with Jamar Chase, possibly even leap Jamar Chase in dynasty rankings for some people. Um, I know that as long as Kirk Cousins can keep playing like he did in week one, then Jamar or then Justin Jefferson is going to be right up there at the top for me. Yeah, man, I was watching some of that on Red Zone as well, and I text Kelby. Um, at one point, I think Jefferson caught that first touchdown, and there was nobody within no. 10 yards of him. And I, I texted him, I said, they, they might want to guard him. Like, you might want to guard that guy. Like, I mean, I don't know who they're choosing to guard, but you might want to guard him. So I don't know how much of that was defensive breakdown for him or offensive scheme for the Vikings, but regardless, he looks great. You're right, he looks great. Yeah, man, that's one of those things. I know, like, they're scheming for him as well, though. That's what I like about it is the fact that, like, man, he I think he ran, like, a jet sweep in motion. And instead of handing it off to him, he went to the flats and they just threw a touchdown pass. And like you said, nobody was around him. Yep. Uh, just just a heads up to Mike Williams just scored a touchdown. Oh, nice, uh, Mike Williams. Yeah. And so moving on to the top disappointments of the week. Now, these are not your lowest scores. These are just people who fell below their projections. Um, the five disappointments that I have for the quarterback position are Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones. Um, the one name that I think I was surprised out of that list more than anybody was Aaron Rodgers. Um, I know you kind of expected Trey Lance on to do great. Matthew Stafford was dealing with an injury going into that game, and then you have that Prescott hurt his thumb halfway through, as well as that offense did not look great that game. But Aaron Rodgers, man, he was one that it looks like a repeat of last year where he comes out week one, uh, doesn't look that great. I think last year he only had one point. This year I don't think he had much more than that and just didn't look great. Um, and so I imagine uh, I don't remember who they played this week, but it's looking like it's going to be a bounce back game. And so I, I say Rodgers, the oh yeah, the Bears. He owns the Bears, you know. And so <laughs> with it, I expect him to kind of bounce back. But he was one of the week one surprises for me. Yeah, I agree. All right, so uh, then at the I'll go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Then at the running back position, you had Cam Akers. I think was the biggest disappointment of the the league. Uh, you had Elijah Mitchell, who went out with a sprained MCL. You had Damian Pierce with all the offseason hype of him being the starting running back, yet gets outworked by Rex Burkhead. Then you had Ezekiel Elliott and Derrick Henry. Out of that running back list, who are you most concerned with? Oh, man, it's got to be Cam for me. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I got some uh, – of course, I mean, I think all of us in Dynasty are th- – you know, we, we knew there was some danger there with Daryl Henderson, but for the most part, I think all of us thought – especially seeing the postseason last year, how, how he was utilized. And we thought, you know, man, he has busted his tail back. They're using him. I can't wait for 2022. And here comes 2022, and we roll out, and it's the Daryl Henderson show. And I'm going, man, what's going on? So, I'm, I just I, – <clears throat> that's what I have here in my notes for the pod is what's going on with Cam Akers? Um, is this just a wake-up call for him? 
Uh, are we worried? Are we selling? Um, I know McVay was quoted after the game saying uh, Cam's got to maximize his opportunities. So mm-hmm. I don't know if this was maybe a wake-up call for him or a get-your-attention type of thing because maybe he's you know lackadaisical in practice or not seeming like he's giving his all. I'm not sure. I don't know. But I am worried a little bit about what's going on there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, wide receiver positions, the top disappointments was Darnell Mooney. Allen Robinson, CeeDee Lamb, T. Higgins, and Hunter Renfro. Um, we'll get into some of them players here shortly. Uh, and then tight end position. I think some top disappointments was Mike Gesicki, uh, Dawson Knox, Austin Hooper, Brevin Jordan, David Njoku, and Kyle Pitts. Um, for me, honestly, the one player that I kind of expected to be a disappointment, even though I was kind of hoping that he wasn't, was Mike Gesicki. Uh, with McDaniel coming into that offense as a, as a head coach, and I guess you could even say offensive mindset, um, I was curious at how Gusecki was going to be used. And so seeing him only have, what, one reception uh, for less than 10 yards, I know it was something that I did not like seeing at all. Uh, it's something to where I hope he picks it back up, and so we'll, we'll kind of see. Yes, I agree. Uh, so, Stephen, in the, after week one, I know people panic sell, panic buy all the time. Who's the one player that you're most panicked on right now? Oh, man, the one player I'm most panicked on right now. Um, well, I mean, are we talking – what's the question here? Are we talking about a panic buyer or a panic seller either? I'm talking about one that if you own him, you're panicked. Ooh, um, I try not to overreact, right? I mean, it's week Absolutely. one. Um, but – I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to roll right back to what we just talked about and I'm going to say Cam Akers. Absolutely. Um, because because I am worried. I'm worried about what's going on there. Um and and the things for all the things that I just mentioned. Um he he's definitely one that if I had I wouldn't panic sell him at this point, but I'm but uh, yeah. I am I am worried. I am worried. Yeah, especially if you have him dynasty, you probably got him cheap during the offseason and whatnot or even during the injury last year. And so with it you probably don't have just tons invested in him. But yep. even with that, though, you got a young starting running back who did not play. And when he did play, he didn't look great. And then it seems like all the hype there is towards Daryl Henderson. And so yep. with it, I would be panicked as well. Uh, the one player that I'm I'm really, really worried about who I've got rostered in about 80% of my leagues is CeeDee Lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not worried about the talent of CeeDee Lamb. I'm more worried about the offensive scheme. Um, we talked a while ago about Justin Jefferson and how the offense really ran through him in week one. They tried to feed C.D. Lamb the ball, but yet it seemed like the plays weren't designed to to get him really in open field. Um, I saw Dak throw multiple, multiple times in the triple coverage, quadruple coverage, and in doing so, I think C.D. had tons and tons of targets, like up there like in the, I want to say, 14, 15 range. But yet, to only put up four points in a PPR league, uh, for me, it worries me. Uh, like you said, I'm not one of those where I'm going to, you know, panic sell them or anything. But I'm kind of, you know, pondering those those trade offers that I had back in the offseason for AJ Brown now. Yeah. And so I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, hating on myself for that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. get it. I get it. Um, I think that um, I think you're correct in your assessment that. Uh, there's some there's some worry there on the scheme for right now in the immediate future. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's go to the opposite side of this. What player are you buying that other owners are panicked on? I'm pissing flip the script on you because I got CD wrote down here. <laughs> because, hey, man, I get it. Because, man, you just said it. The talent's there. I'm not questioning the talent. Um, and I think he's still going to have some opportunity this year. Obviously, Dak's out 
I think a minimum of maybe four weeks, maybe even, you know, six weeks. Um, I'm, yeah. I don't think they know the timeline yet. I know he was not placed on IR, so they're, they're hoping for a sooner rather than later comeback. Um, but man, I'm, I believe in the talent. And I, and I think if there are some people, uh, you know, maybe not panic selling, but maybe selling, um, yeah. I'm going to kick the tires on it because again, I, I, I believe in the talent and, and let's be honest, Sean Payton is going to be the Dallas Cowboys head coach next year. So, um, you know, if you, you, you're looking at putting Dak and CD together with Sean Payton, I'm probably, I, I'm going to be in on that. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I think for me, I'm probably – I know there's <laughs> – managers of Kyle Pitts honestly aren't selling no matter what he did last week. Uh, so, I'm not going to stray away from him. Uh, that's what I was going to say. But actually, the pr- player that I'm probably going to end up trying to, you know, throw some offers at is Darnell Mooney. Um, you got the wide receiver one for Chicago Bears. I know the Bears didn't look great, but you know what? Neither did the 49ers last week. That game was a, was a rain fest. The field looked terrible. And so with it, if I can go out there and get Mooney for super cheap, just pennies on the dollar, then I'm, I'm going to sit out there and try, you know. And so I think for a wide receiver three or four on your team, I think you can get him for pretty the cheapest you're ever going to get him. Yeah, he, there's a lot of tw- Twitter hype on Mooney. And uh, I think that he is uh, – he'd be a nice addition to a team as a depth piece. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in, in my eyes, you know, there's some people that really believe. I know some people that really believe. But until I see Fields put it together and Mooney put it together, I can't believe, you know. So no, that's no, going to be the it. hard thing. And, and you know, like your boy Trey Lance, man. And I know I know the field was sloppy. I know I get it. And, I, I you know, I've had some conversations with some other people this week about Trey and, and one guy in particular that is super, super high on Trey Lance just made the comment and said, I'm not panicked yet, but if this week he comes mm-hmm. out and throws a dud, it's time to panic. Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, especially if the weather's nice, you know, barring anything, you know, like he had to play in this past week. So, uh, you know, I could see some panic with some Trey Lance people as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. I got a, I got a Superflex League where I'm at to where I think it's Lamar Jackson is my one and Trey Lance is my two. And I am really, really debating on starting uh, Carson Wentz as my two against Detroit this week. Uh, I haven't made that decision up yet. I still got the weekend to kind of think it over. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I get it, man. Uh, that kind of leads me straight into my sneaky flex play of the week. Uh, this is a segment that we do on a weekly basis where we basically just talk about players to keep an eye on. And so in, in week two, the player that I'm, uh, I think is going to sneak in to, to doing good this week, to possibly getting you, you know, 10 to 12 points, is I'm going with Curtis Samuel. Um now, I know Carson Wentz in Washington, you don't really want to believe the hype. Uh, you've seen good games last year with the Colts, but then you saw them fall off, and it's just hard to trust that system. But for me, I saw what Jalen Hurts and specifically A.J. Brown did to the Detroit Lions last week. And not only that, but I was looking earlier, and Curtis Samuel was actually targeted 11 times, had eight receptions and 55 yards and a touchdown last week. Uh, so, for me, I think he was the most targeted on the team, if I'm not mistaken. He and was. so, Carson Wentz looked his way a lot. And so, if I've got him as a flex play, then I'm I'm plugging him in. Uh, I know one league in particular, I was actually impressed with Jahan Dotson. And so, uh, I had Keenan Allen on my team, and I had to end up benching Keenan Allen. And I actually put Jahan Dotson in there, uh, yeah. just kind of roll him out and see what happens. And so, mm-hmm. those two those two Washington wide receivers are ones that I'm, I don't mind throwing in there this week. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I, I think uh, 
I was looking at that and I saw how many times uh, Curtis Samuel was targeted, like you said. And then on the flip side of that, uh, you had uh, you had Scary Terry, who was only targeted, I think it was six times. I, you, I, I'm not 100 percent sure on there, but it was it was way less than Curtis Samuel. Now I'm not saying Curtis Samuel's better than Terry McLaurin, but there's there's some calls for maybe you know some concern or what's going on. You know, is is Wentz you know get falling more in love with Curtis Samuel than McLaurin, or was it a defensive thing? I don't know. I didn't watch the game. I'm just going off numbers. So, but yeah, I get it. I, I totally am with you and would plug him in and, as a flex in a heartbeat with the, the amount of targets he got week one. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Scary Terry had four targets, two receptions. Four targets. Okay. Two receptions, 58 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, I knew it was not many. I I, I wanted to go higher than rather cut him short. So, but I knew I knew it was not many at all. So. Yeah, it was a very um. It wasn't a great game from Scary Terry. It looks like he actually was targeting Jahan Dawson and Curtis Samuel a ton more. Uh, yeah. Now it could have been because he got the he got the cornerback one on on the yeah, whole game. Yeah, but who knows? For sure. you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, my sneaky flex this week, man. I've got. Um, I'm, I'm going to preface this by saying if 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 T Higgins is out with concussion symptoms and still in concussion protocol, my guy is going to be Tyler Boyd. Um, I think that um, you know with Higgins out. He, he could definitely step in. You know Chase is going to get the cornerback uh, one like you were just talking about. Um, so I think Boyd could really step up as that wide receiver too. Um, this past week, probably, you know, in practice and, and scheming, he was, you know, you know, probably third option is at receiver, let's just be honest, and, and maybe, you know, maybe even behind that with mixing in the mix as well, catching, mm-hmm. catching balls out of the backfield. So – but he was still had four catches on seven targets in week one um, with a TD. Um, and, and Burrow was not at his best in no. week one. So, you know, if Burrow bounces back and has a lot better week, if Higgins is out, I could see Tyler Boyd as a really sneaky flex play this week. Yeah, absolutely, man. I know uh, for me, I've got a couple of Tyler Boyd shares, and I, I, I'm tempted to throw them in there. I know I actually um, – one league, I'm starting Daryl Henderson over him just because the Rams have a really juicy matchup, and I think they're going to feed Henderson. Uh, but if I didn't have him, I would for sure put Boyd in there. Yep. Uh, yeah, Steven, so that's pretty much all I got for this episode, man. Uh, I wanted to keep it short, sweet, to the point. I know I'm excited to get back in there and watch the rest of the third and fourth quarter. Absolutely. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say on the pod, man? Man, that's all I got. Uh, like I said, it's been so busy, man. I'm glad to be able to do this, though, and recap week one a little bit. Uh, looking forward to week two kicking off tonight. Like we said, I uh, hope this second half uh, has some more fireworks than the first half. Absolutely, man. So I just want to take this time and thank our listeners. Uh, man, we get about probably 20 of y'all each and every week. I know it's not a ton, but we just do this just for the, uh, I guess, the joys of just talking football. Uh, we're bringing basically text messages to uh, to life here. Oh, Patrick Mahomes yep. just threw a touchdown pass to Justin Watson. Yep, nice. Yeah, I just yep. got a text from somebody. Mahomes, another TD beauty to someone I don't know. <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, at uh, least Mahomes is getting some TDs. You know, so anyways, we're able to to basically just do this podcast for you guys. And so we just want to take this time and thank y'all. Uh, you can follow us over at Facebook at Legacy Legends a Dynasty Pod or on Twitter at LOL Dynasty Pod. Uh, you can also give us an honest and genuine five-star review over on Apple Podcasts if you want. Uh, we look forward to, to talking to you guys again next week and hope y'all uh, basically just kick tail this week in your week two matchups. See ya.